something G or dusty. Anything ragged or rotten or rusty. Yes, I love trash. If you really want to see something trashy, look at this. Throw it in the trash. Throw it in the trash. Oh, hello there. Hold on a second. Let me take this off. It's the MD here at work. Not in the studio, as you can guess. Finally recording the parts of a garbage cast. So, you're probably asking, what's taking so long to get a garbage cast out? The last one, I think, was in February. Now it's almost the end of April. And first, I want to apologize, sorry, to all the listener out there. However, um, listener feedback is not something that happens on the Garbage Cast. I know people listen, I just don't know how many or how often or to what. I, I... I have the numbers, they just, there's no inclination of how or why you listen. That being said, life has gotten in the way of recording. So, since the last time we talked, I... Well, we, actually, my wife and I, lost one of our dogs, our eldest, Murphy, um, our 10-year-old Berger Picard, uh, two or three weeks ago. He was fine. He went for his annual checkup. Then he developed a cough, which we thought was kennel cough. And then we waited a week to see how that would pan out. And then turned out he had uh, cancer throughout his entire vascular system. No, throughout his entire vascular and respiratory system. And it put um, uh, it put fluid into his lungs and heart cavities and we had to make the very difficult decision um, to euthanize him because we were looking at a quality of life thing. So, I was debating whether or not I would play a song dedicated to this theme or subject. Um, at first, I was like, this song doesn't fit the garbage cans, but I don't give a fuck. I don't want to be pigeonholed into one style or format or pop, not pop. There are a million other podcasts where you can go listen to prog rock or and I have touched on genres that I said I never would want to. Um, if you're listening for classic rock or something like that, this is not the place. 
So, the most poignant one and the one my wife requested, and therefore the one I'm actually going to play, is Twinkle Song by Miley Cyrus, here on the Garbage Cast. Once again, Miley Cyrus.
So I don't actually have the songs available to play, and I don't know if my phone is causing um, interference. So I'm gonna try and put it away. But on that subject, my wife and I have had a rough few months and a lot of things have been going on. We are now fully moved from our old work location into the new one. Well, I say fully moved because 99% of the stuff is here, but they've been cleaning up for the past two weeks, past the move-in date at the old location. So I've had to come in early to man the phones and uh, do um, sales if people walk in wanting furniture. Um, I've never actually used to be able to do that. I don't have the skills. Um, I didn't want that responsibility. I tried to shirk it whenever possible. And now that I can run the, the card processing machine, what do you call it? The terminal? I'm just going to call it the trade name, the Panda Pay system. Um, and I know how it works, and I know how to make an invoice. Um, I'm way more confident in that. I still don't know uh, the sizes of all the desks and, and what configurations we have. Um, that will come in time, but I'm considering that a big win in my cap. Uh, considering that I can now do this job with minimal uh, calling my dad or my brother for assistance. And I realize now that only my dad knows 100% of the information, so I shouldn't let that stop me, because eventually you'll learn it, right? Eventually, I'll get that stuff down. The other cool new thing is, is I have an office. Let's take a walk, shall we? So, oh, I forgot to take my lunch. I was going to take a snack out. I made these peanut butter cups. Ooh, I can do a peanut butter cup taste test. I made these on the chef's plate. Um, they're basically confectionery chocolate, sugar, and um, peanut butter. They don't taste exactly like a 
Reese's peanut butter cup, which is usually heavy on the salt. So we're walking through the sign or the print room and the $100,000 CNC machine that we haven't quite caught up yet. The coolest thing about this place is that I never used to have an office. I'd have to share one with my brothers. But now I have a full office, which is slowly being encroached upon with uh, storage because this is the only. So we moved from a 24,000 square foot space to about 11 with my dad who loves to fill his spaces with as much furniture as he um, possibly can. He, like they, they're hoarders. They love to hold on to stuff. Even stuff they won't sell. Even stuff they will sell, they'll still hold on to. Because what if someone else wants to buy in the future? Which kind of defeats the purpose. Um, because their logic, there's a logical fallacy there. Because holding, not selling something in hopes someone might need it later and then, then you can sell it to them only works if you actually sell it to them in the first place. So I have the upstairs room to myself for now. Um, let me just put you down there. One of my responsibilities is cleaning up after my brothers because they're fucking babies. They leave mess everywhere they go. So if I don't clean up before they start work, and luckily one of them comes in at 3 and one of them goes home at 8 a.m. Um, if I don't assist them in that, they will just create trash ad infinitum. Speaking of which, I think I should empty the trash with you 
take another walk, shall we? You'd be surprised how much trash builds up in a print shop. I mean, there's your sign leavings. But there's also strange amount of kitchen garbage. Coffee cups, tea bags. Um, my dad is entirely fueled on Tetley tea, orange pico. This must sound awesome, but whatever. Either this or nothing. So, um, I'm not going to say be happy for what you have, but again, the likelihood of me producing a studio episode at this point, in this juncture of time, it's very low. And these are the moments that I have to share. Oh, sorry. Um, because this is when nothing is happening. I'll try and keep the noise to a minimum. But, you know the rule of the garbage casts, any of these noises are considered ambiance. So, come in. No, I'm more like the day shift. Try and clean up the immediate trash needs. Like, I don't produce trash on my own. Uh, when I'm doing the Etsy D&D mats and stuff because of the way my printing works. You have to print to a transfer paper and that paper uh, once you press it's essentially useless. I do keep some to analyze the process, make sure that it works and I'm doing it right. But and see if I'm like the right sizing. I'm contributing to this garbage. Hold on a second. I got a new coffee maker. And it's nothing fancy. It's an Amazon Basics mini coffee maker. But I keep it in my office. So now I have the ability to make my own personal cups or crafts coffee.
kind of a game changer for me because you used to have to just fight my wife for the coffee that we made in the morning. I'm not picky. I don't care about old or new coffee. Um, my stomach is pretty solid still. I guess that would change with age. But I don't seem to get like indigestion. I can't process fats, but that's about it. So. I'm not super picky when it comes to like beans that are roasted a year ago or whatever. I do have a minimum standard for coffee. I can't drink the coffee at the Mohawk residence unless I'm there. Like that level of coffee which is basically brown bean water. I couldn't drink as my daily cup. But other than that, as long as like a halfway decent roast and grade of coffee, I'm good. So I'm extremely lucky and grateful to have some method of making coffee. Especially since it's in my own office or design room. I don't have to share with anyone. So the side works for me. Alright, we empty the garbage. Let's just run these back. One of the cool things is that this place is an automatic dock door. As you just heard, that's kind of cool. But it, it kind of... The size of the space and how we've had to stack things and the fact that we have three businesses kind of really brings me back to my childhood. My dad, when he got his own, when he started his own business, the location, I, I couldn't remember like the early, early days of the business. Because it started in 81. I was born in 86. Um, 
my first memories of this place. Um, was around 93, 94, where we were at um, on Advanced Boulevard. We had the unit. And then at one point, we needed more space. So, like when my dad started selling office furniture, we, wait, no, no, no. We always had the one unit, but then my uncle also started his own business, which was like uh, accounting slash uh, tire, truck tire selling. He had a business right beside our location, like three or four units down, that was like a split business. And then eventually he took over another unit that used to be, I'm kid you not, I've only encountered very rarely in my life have I encountered businesses where I'm like, how, how does this even exist or work? So in my lifetime, I've only run into three businesses where I've questioned the business plan like this. There was an archery supply store, and it had two units in the building. And so they closed down Ontario, I think it was called Ontario Archery, and then they were like a archery and hunting theme store. They didn't sell hunting supplies. They didn't sell guns and shit. They just sold bows and arrows. I think you could go there and shoot bows and arrows. The other businesses was, for a minute, in Brampton, there was a darts supply store. Only sold competition darts dart boards and dart paraphernalia and it was right beside Canada computers I also wonder what the fuck was the business plan there and of course within months shut down the third one being a full retail space in square one and all they sold was one L-shaped cooler case and they sold eclairs they were paying thousands and thousands of dollars in rent to sell eight different kinds of eclairs. Of course, my my business sense, my inclinations, my inklings actually, sorry, were right. They eventually folded and they moved to a kiosk in the middle of the mall because that was the stupidest business plan I've ever seen. Um, Actually, I just read an article, sorry, my keys are bumping into stuff, that one of the food stalls in the food district in Square One, uh, Pie Commission, was being charged with $70,000 
in back rent and con uh, what they call contract cancellation fees for reneging on their small little copy of a store in the fancy food court. But I guess this is a long way of checking off. Number two reason why I haven't recorded in a while is fucking moved. <coughs> and if you're wondering, I just took a bite of my homemade Reese cup. I like it as much as a Reese cup. Tastes totally different. Much more sweet. Much more peanut butter forward. Less salt. I think the main ingredient in Reese pieces, though I love them a lot, especially after Easter, and they clear out all the Easter Reese's eggs of the different sizes, and they're like dirt cheap. You can buy them like 64 cents for a package of four. Well, I'm here in office. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because we, we moved um, about a month ago. No problem. Bye. Sorry. I had to answer the phone. Um, so, we moved. Death in the family. Uh, I haven't... Lots of things have been happening. I just haven't felt um, the urge or the desire to record a podcast. Um, when you are excited to do something, you find a way to do it. Sometimes, though, you can be excited. You can still have that passion. But you let details or other things get in your way. And this is one of those situations. I was like, oh, I don't have the time to do it. Oh, I'm not in front of the studio. Even though, damn well know, I have all the equipment and then some to record a podcast anywhere, anytime, any place, except for in the print uh, area of the warehouse. Warehouse? Business location? Yeah, if I had to record the entire podcast there with all the machines, uh, cycling, ink, and cleaning, and blah, 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 I think it would sound like crap. So I, I don't think anywhere is possible, but pretty much anywhere. Um, so I've kind of been reticent or 
lazy about that. None of the issue of Mr. Somo about in between episodes. What's one more day? What's one more week? What's one more month? And then the day, the things get pushed back. So, on that note, let's pause for a song break. I actually don't know what a song I'm going to play, unlike the first song selection, so I will just leave a blank space and then introduce it and then play it when I'm at home. This is going to be so fun to put this episode together because I'm doing this with a 3 cookie mic, and so... I just remember that anytime I record with the 3D uh, Zoom, it creates four tracks. The only positive thing is that I didn't stop the recording because then there would be eight and then 12. Maybe I just put the one song in and just pretend like I put other songs in. Because of the nature of this episode. I only had 
one mandated song to play my wife's request essential to the garbage cast I play music I've just relied on that format as a crutch in my dream scenario I would just ramble on and on um, and not require music so I could do things like sell out oh yeah that happened I got a email from someone who wanted to Pay me to interview guests on their service. Little do they know, I have no idea what my audience or reach is. I have the numbers, but there's no way of validating them. So, I don't think that's a good fit for them or a good fit for me. So, there's another reason why I haven't recorded. And then finally... I have embarked on learning how to play Dungeons and Dragons. Um, my Etsy business relies heavily on an understanding of how that game works and functions. And I hired someone off of Fiverr to walk me through one of my commissioned one shots and I found I actually really liked playing it and I thought it would be really cool to actually get the full experience of playing with a group of people so I joined a bunch of clubs months and months ago um, which didn't really pan out uh, I joined like a Guelph and neighboring area D&D &D group um, 
I looked into a place in Rockwood, but they have a physical location requires which requires membership fees. So I had to pay like 20 bucks a month. Uh, the local Georgetown comic book shop has a D&D game night. No, it's only five minutes away from me. Um, I don't have friends to wrangle into being in a party, nor do I know my um, networking relationship building skills are strong enough that I could just hang out in front and then like go enjoy your D&D game so I did the next best thing and joined an online reddit board um, looking for game I think it's r slash looking for game or looking for group so I applied to a few the one that got back to me was a game where they, two of the players are based out of Quebec, uh, one American person, and we had a lady player who bounced. Because the, the trick about this game is that they, for the time being, are playing every single weekday. Unless the game master... Um, Calls in sick. I don't know how it works. Uh, we have a Discord that we use to play and keep up with, but it is drop in and drop out, except for the game master who obviously runs the show. Um, so when they can't make it, there is no game. However, um, for the rest of us, and there have already been two people who quit. Sorry, I'm going to take another bite of my homemade Reese's Pieces. Dropping chocolate everywhere. Not good. No good. Um, I mean, I haven't missed a session yet. But... We have been playing, for the most part, every single weekday. A full session, four hours. Um, we've missed two only in the past two weeks. It's been one full week last week, and then... Uh, oh no, sorry, not two weeks. I started Thursday, Friday, and then the weekend, we obviously take off, um, and then we missed two sessions this week, today's Thursday, um, only because, so they are making the campaign, they're using us as a beta test for their homebrew setting for like an in real life 
group. So he's looking to use the data and experience he generates to eventually DM a group of people that he actually meets up with and games with. And though a lot of us are inexperienced, the amount of time we're putting into us, like um, two or three of us have never played a campaign before. The DM is on their third campaign for DMing. So we are relatively new in this entirely homebrew setting and world. So we're kind of like figuring out the kinks and getting a crash course in how to play D&D. To me, I'm learning a lot. I feel like it's very exciting. I'm not very good at improv or role playing. So I'm gaining that experience as well as um, I like being a part of a, a beta test. However, what happens is sometimes is because he's making up the story as you go along. Um, sometimes I will throw wrenches into their overarching plans or overarching plans. Um, I don't know how it's best pronounced or it's properly pronounced. Sorry. Um, like they could be setting up things that might take more than one session to happen. And I'm like, no, let's go directly to that. Let's, I don't know what their intentions is. So I can only do my best and figure out what my character would do and try to play within that. But as I got more comfortable, with the group, with D&D as a whole, I hope to be more cooperative in the storytelling aspect, in the role-playing aspect of the game. So that's another reason why I haven't really been able to or wanted to podcast. Um, we have another session tonight. Um, I, I actually quite enjoy this. I've kind of said that I never thought about trying something like this earlier in my life. I thought, I think I could have really gotten down with this. As a teen or, um, as someone in my twenties. The other thing that really stopped me was my own fear of, of putting myself out there and anxiety of, of finding a group. Now, I'm very lucky that the internet is a thing so that you can just connect with people and figure that shit out. Um, you 
And though it is a huge commitment every weekday, um, I'm going to try and ride this thing to the wheels fall off or until my wife gets sick of me spending four hours on Discord every weekday. So that's kind of like where my priority, where my free time is right now. Um, I still listen to podcasts. I just don't have the motivation really to uh, go out and podcast. Or, sorry, when I'm setting up the studio, I'm setting it up for the Discord, for the D&D. I'm not setting it up to record a podcast. When I do record in the studio, it generally takes me an hour. I record those episodes, like, in real time. And now, I don't even have the Paramount Center or the indoor soccer rink to uh, steal away to. Our new location is beside a paving place, a truck yard, a truck repair place. Um, we're in front of a truck detailing place. And there's another truck sales place. So, when I used to record the garbage cast, I kind of just get out with Tilly and walk around. And record. I can't really do that now. This is like a heavy industry area of Mississauga. Although it's like eight minutes away from square one. It's not really long at all. I can get to square one incredibly quickly. I had to pick up um, my permanent ink chips from the DHL location there. I'm kind of glad we're so close. I can go and get lunch there if I wanted. I used to spend a lot of time every weekend at Square One as a teenager. Now, I think, I don't think I could do that. It's incredibly upscale or upmarket now. I wouldn't have... All the thing, other things being the same, I don't think I could afford to spend that much money or that much time at Square One. However, now, I've become an adult. I don't necessarily have to buy something to be happy. I'm okay with just walking around and checking things out. And now the... The mall is at a stage where they're kind of just trying shit. There's a place in there that sells. I'm not even kidding. The lower section by the DHL uh, depot. They sell Japanese egg salad sandwiches, Japanese fruit fruit salad sandwiches, uh, tofu dessert, 
pudding, and cups, and tea. That's it. It's like a Japanese tea house. There's no chairs or anything, so you can't even drink tea. You have to buy it and fuck off. So that's kind of weird. But, yeah, that's all it does. Those six things. There's two food courts. The, like, Move and Pick store has now become, like, Market Fresh or whatever. Uh, and they're in, like, a dead part of the mall. I just discovered where it was. Um, I guess Simon's is bringing a lot of traffic and cachet to the store again. It's like an anchor store in the true mall sense. But otherwise, I feel like that mall is kind of in transition. I don't know for what. I spent a lot of time pre-pandemic renovating and, and moving upscale. I don't know if it's paid off for them. They're still around, so I guess it has, but I mean... It's not the mall I remember, really. I'm glad they still exist, and I'm happy there's now these, like, cool places. It just kind of makes me wonder about other malls that kind of tried to do the same thing. Um, Bramley City Center, for example. But they did it not the few years before pandemic. They really started like a year or two before pandemic and then they continued during the pandemic. So I don't know if they have the rent from all the places to really keep going with all the openings and closings and lockdowns and such. Um, they, I think they lost uh, sex off fifth. I don't even think I know where the hell a sax outfit is anymore. I know the road Nordstrom Rack still exists. But. I guess this is the mall report. Square Watt, or Shoppers World is dead. They're not even renewing leases. They're going to turn that whole fucking thing into a condo in a couple of years. People are pissed. That's the mall that I'm used to. Uh, the ghetto is small in this area. Okay, hold on. Not the ghettoist. There is Centennial Mall, which is by far, or the Chinese Mall on Clarence. Those are the the ghettoist malls in the area. However, um, they are tiny compared to Square One. Or Shoppers World. I think Shoppers World was double the size. But in the 80s, they were cool. They used to have movie theater and bowling and shit. At a certain point in the 90s, um, they started chasing tenants away with high rents and non-lease renewals. They've been trying to tank that place forever. They have $6 stores in there. The only thing that actually does reliably well uh, rent uh, generating wise was the food court everything else is like dollar stores and outlets and then they spent a lot of money trying to 
court target, which immediately closed down afterwards. Uh, and then they started building weird um, annexes. Like there's a winner, so you can't access through the mall. You literally have to go outside the mall to go into it. And they added like a restaurant section at the one edge. But between that and the constant stabbings, it's not the best place to be. So I guess they're folding it. They're, they're folding in the towel. Holding. Now, throwing in the towel now, and they're just going to, the next couple of years, turn it into condos. Um, so that's kind of weird. Having lived and grown up in Brampton, in that specific section of Brampton, uh, most of my life, um, it's weird being like by the Steel's overpass or by Shopper's World or um, that mall across from Shopper's World. Not mall, that little uh, strip complex where we used to walk down to get lunch from W.G. Davis. We either go to, like, the Pizza Hut, the Wendy's, Yes, uh, think about it. Wendy's was never a cheap lunch. We had to go there in high school for lunch. I don't think you can get much. Anyways, my point was not being a person who lives here anymore. Not from from here but don't not a resident of Brampton, Mississauga Peel region it's kind of like false familiarity because familiarity, you are aware and you have a sense of familiarity but a lot of the things have changed um and I honestly, growing up in this area, I thought nothing would change. Because for a lot of years, nothing did change. So, you kind of just assume that's the status quo. Like, I remember when Costco came in, it was a big deal. And then they rebuilt out, or sorry, they built out that whole... A complex, and then they put in a movie theater there, and that was a big deal. And then the movie theater tanked, and it became a a Pleiadi event center right before the pandemic, and then that completely fell apart. I guess it kind of just reminds you. 
of the simple fact that time keeps going, things keep changing, the march of progress keeps happening, and sometimes you can get caught up or lost in that. For a long time, I didn't think I was ever going to be not podcasting for as long a stretch in between as I I am now. The natural default state was always there was going to be a next podcast. I'm at a point now where... I can almost guarantee you there will be a podcast. It's just a matter of when. I I think of it like it reminds me of when Pocket Cast. When you go into a podcast website and Pocket Cast or like a page on the, the Discover tab, it would tell you when the episode, another episode was likely to happen. For a long time, the garbage cast is like fortnightly. Let me see what it says now. Oh, they don't even tell you that anymore. Oh, no. I just haven't put out enough episodes in the past few months to still have a regular release schedule. And I think for the time being that's how I'm going to keep it. I'm not going to promise more than what I can deliver. So I've been the MMD here at work Maybe this is what I need to uh, jumpstart another episode. I mean, I still have to get time to edit this. This is what, like an hour? Yeah. So I still have to put in the songs and then upload this. But... I at least have the bones of a new podcast. Hopefully, you'll be able to hear it next time on the Garbage Cast. Oh yeah, another one is in the can. Dump it. I can't believe I forgot how I end these things.